Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Please. We really like that. I've also, over the holidays, I just took relatives' phones and subscribed and left us five stars. You did it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're so smart. I just I just drank. I mean, that's important too. Um, you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Um, this week, oh man, I love all these stories. Just so you know. We have a really great week. Yeah, we have Kate Middleton's birthday. Woohoo! Happy birthday. Yeah. And she went outside. So that's cool. Um, we have some updates on Meghan Markle, including that she has her first royal patronage. And we have a special guest, the lead writer at Celeb Bitchy, one of our all time favorite websites. I love Celeb Bitchy just so much. It's like part of my morning routine. Like I wake up and I read it because they are very good at like posting earlier in the day, which I absolutely love. So they have like everything you need and they're so smart and they've got great takes on royals, on celebrities, and they're hilarious. And so we're really excited excited indeed um and but first we have a royal refreshment well one of us does and now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail yes because as everyone knows (laughs) caitlin's doing dry january yeah i'm that obnoxious person who's just like i'm doing dry january we're all rooting for you caitlin thank you i appreciate that very much good luck in your endeavor i'm i'm drinking uh, branded water from the company that owns our podcast and Lisa is drinking a beer. I'm drinking a beer because I was going to make myself a cocktail and then I was like why bother? Wow. Well just the effort. I do it for you to impress you. <laughs> I just want you to like me. I just show up for you. <laughs> I wear lipstick for you for this moment because no one can see it. Um, so yes I appreciate that. Um, you know just four weeks to go. Oh my god. Yikes. Does this mean you're not going to drink on my birthday? Oh my God, that's such a good point. Well, I guess dry January can end at the end of the month when my birthday comes. What are you willing to share net by now, the actual day of your birth? I've already explained that it's the same day as Oprah's birthday. <laughs> Frantically Google Oprah's January 29th. 29th. Please don't steal my identity. 29th. 29th. I have no money, so it's not worth it. <laughs> it's really not worth it. January 29th. Put it in your mental calendar. And also, other birthdays this week are producer Cal, our yes. friend Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. Look at all these like Capricorns we surround ourselves with. I'm an Aquarius. You're an Aquarius because you are at the end of January. But it makes a lot of sense to me that Kate Middleton is... Capricorn. Actually, we're getting ahead of ourselves. First, we have a listener email um, from Anna. Subject line, three cheers for this pod. I love that. I love that. I'm going to start it and then you take it home, okay? Oh, wow. Because it's it, we have to edit it a oh, little bit. Yeah, um, I, I see what you're doing. So It's all that water energy. So much. I am so clear-headed. It's unbelievable. I can't imagine. There's really something to this sobriety thing. Um, hi, Lisa and Caitlin. I have been wanting to write from the first episode of your lovely podcast, 
but never got around to it because you know life. That's a really good point. I deeply, deeply relate. I to don't that. do a lot of things because of life. <laughs> there are three items that I had to write to you about this week. The reasons for which are outlined below. Number one, um, this is on me or on us. Um, she pointed out a flaw. Yeah, we know we've made some mistakes. <laughs> so do you want to read that one? Yeah, something that's been bugging me for a while. In an early episode, you discussed Meghan Markle's dress, wedding dress, and how she had not seen it more than once before her wedding day. Um, but as revealed in the HBO documentary about the Queen, I need to correct you, that was regarding her veil, not her dress. I point this out as I did not care for her dress at all. The biggest reason being the poor fit. And this is something that should have been corrected given she'd did have a number of fittings. The veil, however, was stunning and a sweet surprise for her. That's All nice. Right. But I mean, yeah, it's true. We know that we've made some mistakes and we've received some constructive criticism <laughs> and we take it all to heart and we try to fix those mistakes. I mean, the, the tough one about this fact checking, though, is that to Anna's point, if she has seen the dress multiple times and did multiple fittings, it should have fit better. Am that I the old... only one in the world who's like, it's beautiful? It is beautiful. I love the concept. We'll be fighting about this until our dying day, but which is when we're 115. We're going to live a really long life, <laughs> especially now that I'm drinking so much water. <laughs> um, but I just, it didn't fit. Okay. 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 Let's move on. So Anna goes on to say that she loves when we discuss fashion because she's a replicator, meaning that I... So I'm quoting from her, meaning that I directly copy the Duchess of Cambridge's outfits when possible and affordable and replicate them to the best of my abilities when not. And of course, replicator is spelled K-A-T-E in the middle, which is yeah. genius. And as we know from Instagram, there is a huge replicate community and we see it. And I'm not sure what the Repla Megan community is called. Doesn't sound very good. I'm sure that it has its name. And I'm so sorry to anyone who is a Repla Megan. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, don't I don't know your that. name. I don't know. But I mean... It I think that's great. Just, it doesn't sound good. And I appreciate a pun. Replicate is something I hadn't come across in yes. the past. And then Anna also says that she's been sick for the past week and was binging our podcast. But I've also been sick. So same. Yeah, that was item number three. A long overdue. Thank you for entertaining her through her illness. <laughs> so especially with no crown to watch. So we are happy to do that. We hope you're feeling better. Thank you for writing. And if you anyone else would like to write to us, they can do so at info at gallerypodcast.com. Yes. And now right back to celebrating Kate Middleton's birthday. And now, this week in royal history. So her birthday is this week. Um, if you're listening on Thursday, of course, it's already passed. It's January 9th, 1982. She's now 37 years old. Wow. Welcome to your late 30s. I'm sure she loves hearing that, as anyone would. As anyone would. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to quote a little bit from a Hello article. The Duchess of Cambridge will be celebrating her 37th birthday on the 9th of January. At the beginning of last year, Kate was pregnant with Prince Louis, who was born in April, and this birthday marks her first as a mom of three. Along with Louis, Kate's older, sorry, oldest two children, Prince George, five, and Princess Charlotte, three, and her husband, Prince William, will be there on the special day, which will be celebrated away from the spotlight. Last year, Kate's deputy communication secretary told Hello that Kate will be spending the day privately, and it is thought to be the same this year. But then, of course... Uh, Prince William is going to be at an event on Kate Middleton's birthday. He's going to be visiting the London Air Ambulance to ironically celebrate 30 years of its existence. Quoting Cosmo right there. And yeah. that's fine. That's like a normal thing. Like, yeah. The irony being that he's celebrating like another anniversary, not of his wife's appearance on this earth. Um, but yeah, like I'm sure everyone else's romantic partners has to work on their birthdays. Yeah. 
I mean, I always try to take mine off, but I don't expect other people to do the same. Yeah. I mean, I love to do no work on my birthday, but I know that other people have lives that continue. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> Weird. Bizarre. Um, so she's spending her birthday privately. What do we think she's doing? What would you be doing if you were Kate Middleton? Um, Massage. Yeah, I was going to say Manny Petty. Manny Petty, massage. I would get my hair blown out anyway. I bet she's really sick of having her hair blown out every single time she goes outside, but I would still do it because I would want to have bouncy hair on my birthday. I'm sure her kids will have made her like cute, adorable little cards and they'll probably be running around because I remember when I was little, I thought my parents' birthday was like the biggest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And so it was such a big deal to me. And I don't even know if it mattered as much to them. But I was like, daddy, here's a card. Mommy, here's yeah. a card. Yeah, the glitter. And I would like, my mom's birthday is the same week as Mother's Day, which is very tough because I'm always like, which... my mom's birthday's around then too. Really? Interesting. Oh, right. Because they're both Tauruses to go back to the astrological thing, <laughs> um, which makes sense that we were both raised by Taurus women. But um, yeah, I would like get up early and unfortunately like put a burner on and try to make pancake like disgusting pancakes that were really full of runny eggs and like other horrifying things um god it, it was imagine not being your mom imagine being my mom being poisoned by raw eggs when i tried to make pancakes on fire <laughs> so we don't know how kate's spending her birthday these no. are just guesses they're not expert yeah. opinions they're just guesses just oh yeah if, if the tablets are listening just <laughs> Guessing. We're just guessing that she's getting Manny Petties and drinking champagne because that's what I would be doing if I were a duchess. Yes. And so just in time for her birthday, Kate Middleton made an appearance. Yes. So um, just because we're all back at work does not mean the royals are. They're still in like at Sandringham. Um, and so we were reminded by that because Kate and Will went out over the weekend to a church service with the queen at St. Mary Magdalene Church, um, whereas the queen was driven in in like a resplendent camel coat yes was it not one of the most beautiful outfits she's worn in recent years i mean it, i do love her in a bright color but the queen looked unbelievable in her like camel outfit look it up um but kate and william they didn't go in the car with her they walked up the path so that everybody could get their like photo moment and she wore a blue Catherine walker coat which is the same designer who did her coats for christmas um, and also she wore this coat in Norway. And I just want to say, Caitlin is reciting all this from memory. I am reading the article. It's like in front of me. And Caitlin just, she's like, it's a Catherine Walker coat. She was doing this. The queen was doing that. Like, I am so proud of you, Caitlin, you. in Thank your you. clarity. Again, super, super clear. Um, but I remember the Catherine Walker thing because it's literally like the only coat she wears these days. And it is a rewear. And one of the articles that I read noted that when she wore it in Norway, she was pregnant. So they must have um, changed. This one fits beautifully obviously so she must have tailored it in word and um, I yeah. think something that's worth noting is she wore like this headband it's kind of a hat band but it's not as like volumey as her other hat bands have been I don't understand this headband yeah I don't understand it either but we both like it we, I like it we think it looks cute Jackie O like I just classic. don't understand how it's quite literally on her head I don't know. It almost looks like it's, you know, it's very wide and yes, it's flatter and it's made of a similar fabric as the coat, which is to say like a heavy wool kind of thing, but it's pushed a little further back. It actually, for those of you listeners who were youths in the 90s as we were, I wore a lot of headbands like this, but not as um, presumably expensive and made of nice material, but just like a wide like stretchy fabric you know oh, that like yeah. flattens your hair in sort of an unfortunate way her hair is not flat because she's kate middleton and it you can see the bounce from space but um 
it's just like it's an interesting thing but i do like that her the headband thing is now her signature yeah and i think she looks great with this and i know you think the same like i it's not a criticism i just i'm fascinated by it no yeah yeah I know. how is that thing staying on her head bobby pins it's, it's a question for like a lot of their headwear that they do i don't understand how fascinators stay on to me they're like graduation caps like i don't I know do. it's like on the inside of the head do you think it hurts yeah i wore one once before and it kind of did but a i think fascinator? i probably also did a bad job you wore a fascinator before i had to do it for work it's a long story i'll <laughs> tell you when we're not recording for the public <sighs> but it was royals related yes okay yes okay you weren't just like wearing a fascinator though i don't know your business life <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you needed to wear one. No, just, don't worry about it. Just, let's let's move on. So <laughs> Meghan Markle. Yes. So Kate and William did that. Uh, Meghan Markle, we haven't seen her in a little bit, not since Christmas, but she's been active. So we, this is not like, it has not been officially announced by Kensington Palace, but it is being reported that she has her first royal patronage. Now, this is a moment that we have been waiting for, like drum roll kind of yeah. thing, because this is the moment where she chooses the charities that she will support. Not forever, like, you know, she can add more, but it's a big moment because it says what kind of royal she wants to be mm-hmm. and like what matters to her. You know, we always remember that Princess Diana was associated with, you know, causes during HIV and landmines. Like, we remember those things. So it's interesting to see what she'll pick. Um, and the first one is super perfect um apparently she will be working with the national theater yes and so the queen gave her one of the queen's patronages which she's been doing she's been giving some to like prince harry and the other royals so it's like kind of normal for her to do this but i did read a report um in vanity fair today um i don't know when it came out i think it came out like yesterday but i read it from katie nickel and she said like this is a sign of the queen's like faith in megan because it's a big one it's a good one and it's a personal cause of her own so yeah She's giving that. And it's just so perfect for Megan because not only was she an actress on television, but she studied theater in college. She loves the theater. And like, as we know, she knows like all the words to Hamilton and she (laughs) had the best time when she saw Hamilton many times. But like recently she was photographed at Hamilton for one of the royal events. So I think it's really nice. Like, you know, they're they're embracing her theater past. And I think that's so wonderful. And and like, you know, they've embraced Kate Middleton's love for art with yeah. her patronages. So yeah, I, she was an art history major and she yeah. definitely explores that still with her, the work she does. Yeah, I was really intrigued by that. I, Not that I'm surprised. It's just like yet another reminder that Queen Elizabeth loves this girl, which I love. Um, so not just the fact that she would give her one of her own patronages. That's a very difficult word to say. It is. I wonder if we even say it properly. Well, again, if you were British, it would sound better. Patronages. Oh, yes. Keep in mind we're American. (laughs) Ignorant Americans who don't pronounce it. It's just like, it's not something that like rolls off the tongue. I'm like, oh, patronages is. Um, But also the fact that she, I think it's real. I'm not, I'm pleasantly surprised that they would be okay reminding us once again that she is an actress. Yeah, I think it's so lovely. Like they're not playing it down. They are going for it. They're like, she is an actress. She was on Suits. She was on a long running USA Network legal drama. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really fun. And that announcement hasn't happened yet. It's just being reported. So it might come out in the next couple of days. And I don't know, and I can't remember how this happened with Kate Middleton, if it'll be an isolated announcement or if we get all the patronages at once. Um, I don't know either. I'm sure other people know. So let us know. Email us. Let us know. Educate us. Yeah. I would love it to be a slow rollout because it's January and I need content. 
Yes. You know, like I need every new little announcement to be special Mm -hmm. and give me like inspiration and excitement. This one is exciting to me for all the reasons we just said. And also because we get to see Megan going to the theater more. Ooh, I I love that. Theater outfits, capes, et cetera. Um, Tuxedo dresses. Tuxedo dresses. She can sit still. You know, sing Love along. It. I want all of those things. Yes. So I really like that one. And so another report that we saw this week was from L, who has been getting a lot of really good royal scoops lately. They've been talking with royal insiders. So yeah, brava L, keep it coming. Good job L. We're loving all your reporting. Um, and so basically, they have a report with the headline: What Meghan Markle staff actually think about their boss. And this was really interesting because remember, in the fall, there were all those reports in the British tabloids like Meghan works too hard. She sends work-related text messages. She wakes up early. Like everyone was kind of freaking out. Like she works too well. Like it's kind of ridiculous. So basically, this report is just like. Her staff likes her. Yeah, which is nice. They, they basically said that the rumors aren't true. I mean, at the same time, it's one of those things that's just, it's a different framework if you read between the lines, or not even read between the lines. If you read the reporting, they don't even necessarily disagree that she is eager and that she brings a lot of energy and that she asks a lot of questions. They just say that the staff doesn't hate that. Yeah. Like that's what was different about this report from Elle as opposed to the previous ones in the fall is that they don't hate her for that. It's just different. Yeah. And that's true because that's something that's always confused me because I think that working hard and being passionate about what you do and wanting to take on more projects should be something that you would applaud. And so Elle basically has applauded that. And they said, um, to quote Elle, Megan, the source says, is anxious to learn about royal protocol and takes her new duties very seriously. She's a quick learner and she's receptive to the courtiers who've who have been providing her guidance and helping her adapt to her new life as a member of the royal family. Yeah. What I did like, though, about this, because I love, I I was a sociology major, so I love the kind of issue that I'm about to express. But they talk about how that people, like where some of the strife comes from is that her management technique is a little different from other royal family members because culturally Americans tend to be more direct and that that straightforwardness might be like uncomfortable to royal employees. And I just, I don't know. Well, first of all, I couldn't be British. Well, I saw that same thing, um, not the same thing, but like similar sentiment, I think in Us Weekly not too long ago as well. So that could be true. I mean, there's cultural differences. And also she came from working on set for like 14, 16 hour days and having to, you know, fight for herself in Hollywood and owning her own business and advocating for herself. So I'm sure it's been like a learning curve to suddenly have to change everything you do. Yeah. I just wonder like what, what is it like to be managed by a British boss? What is British office culture like? Can someone tell me that? You guys write in about that. That's what I want to know. If we have any <laughs> British listeners, like what about her asking direct questions of her own employees would be off-putting to a British person? Like that fascinates me. I just wonder how poorly I would be received in a British office. Now we are joined. We're so excited. Yes, <laughs> now we are. <laughs> we are joined by Chandra, the lead writer at one of our favorite sites, Sleb Bitchy. Hi there. Well, thank you for joining us. Hi. Thank you for having me. We're so happy to have you. Uh, we have so many questions and we love your Royals coverage. We love it so much. Yeah. So for our first question is actually not immediately about the Royals, but a Royal adjacent story. So we were watching, of course, the Golden Globes on Sunday and you wrote about Olivia Coleman accepting Best Actress. Um, first of all, were you surprised by that? And then you wrote about her speech a little bit. So what was the story there? Um, I... 
I wasn't really surprised. I thought that the favorite was doing like a very smart kind of like late surge campaign. I thought it had really good buzz. And if, out of all of the girls or the women, I'm sorry, not girls, uh, out of all the women, I thought Olivia probably had the best chance to win an Oscar or to win the big actress awards. Um, so I, I wasn't really surprised that she won. I think that she really helped herself with that very smart, uh, quick, you know, she didn't go on and on and on, uh, very simple speech. And she was very funny and very British. So I think she did herself a lot of good for her Oscar campaign. Yes. But she beat Lady Gaga. I feel like that was pretty surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my thought with the whole A Star is Born thing is that it peaked too early. You know, yeah. oh. back in like September, October, everyone was saying, oh, this is going to win all the Oscars. And that's you want people to say that in like December and January. Yeah, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, we did love the favorite. We did a whole episode in December where we talked about all the Royals movies coming out, um, and we loved that one. So I'm excited to see it winning some things. Yeah, and I'm excited to see Olivia and her bitches. <laughs> her bitches, yes, as she called the two, her two co-stars, uh, which I loved. Uh, and now to get into the real Royals. Um, so I wanted to start by asking you: you have. Called, your, called yourself a Megan Defender, capital D. So why, um, I mean, we know why we defend Megan and we love her, but I'd love to hear it from your perspective. What? Why do you always want to defend her? What bothers you about some of the gossip out there? Um, I think it really took a turn right as the engagement was announced. Before then, I liked her a lot. I, I thought that she she would be a very smart, interesting addition to the royal family. And then when the engagement happened, it it really bothered me to see her so attacked and the comparisons started uh, like immediately with Kate. And Kate was yeah. always used as not the foil, but it it just didn't seem fair to me that Megan was that Kate was put on a pedestal and Megan would never be able to achieve what Kate has achieved. They they have completely different lives, uh, completely different roles, mm-hmm. completely different vibes. So I don't know. I think that was the start of it for me was uh, the engagement and then the engagement backlash and then all the shenanigans for the past three months or so. They've, that's really bothered me, actually. So you mean the sort of the rivalry with the, the not the rivalry, even the feuding with Kate. Right. Like the, in the press. And then also like the negative stories about Megan working too hard and all those like ridiculous things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that there is legitimately issues with the whole she has an American work ethic. She's used to a more American work environment. She has a totally different way of looking at things. And I don't think the British royal palace people, the uh, communications office especially, I don't think they were prepared for it at all. Yeah. Well, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which still bums me out. Um, Well, one sort of negative story um, 
that you covered recently was about was this week that Megan the the number someone ran the numbers that Megan has spent about five hundred thousand dollars on clothes in just her first seven months of being a duchess. So you didn't super defend her on that in that case and said that that's really a lot of money for only seven months. What was your take on that? Exactly. Well, <laughs> even though I defend Megan a lot, I think fair is fair. I I would have said the same thing about Kate. And Kate has spent a lot of money over the years. She's just never done it that much over a seven-month period. Um, I think... I think the numbers were super inflated, but even if she was just spending half of that, it's still too much. You know, she, I think she just kind of went overboard with the whole idea of, oh, you know, Prince Charles and the Duchy of Cornwall is paying for all of my clothes and accessories now. I'm just going to go a little bit wild. And honestly, I'd like to say that she's been building her wardrobe up, but she hasn't as much as I would like her to. You know, she's been buying, I don't know, a lot of pieces that probably won't hold up mm-hmm. in the long run. So, I mean, and that's something that she'll learn in the next year, couple of years, hopefully, is that she needs to build her wardrobe, have more separates, uh, have more classic pieces that, she can wear different ways and she needs to just spend less money. Yeah. I mean, I do wonder though, cause I feel like those choices are never made in a vacuum. It's not as if she has a Royals credit card and she's like running down Rodeo drive or the British <laughs> version of Rodeo drive and like maxing it out. You know, I just wonder about that. Like, she doesn't make these choices on her own, you know? So I feel like somebody thought it was a good idea for her to be in nothing but Dior and Givenchy and Victoria Beckham and things like that. Yeah, that's probably true. And, but that, then you have the problem of her stylist who is Canadian and very well connected and a good friend. And that's rubbing people the wrong way too, is that she has this outsider stylist who, you know, wants to put Megan in a lot of labels, a lot of high-end stuff. And a lot of British retailers are like, well, what about us? Yeah. Yeah. What are some things you would like to see from her uh, fashion-wise in 2019? Like, you called out that she has done some J. Crew and ASOS, which I do always love because then I'm like, okay, well... I could actually, I have an ASOS coat, wore an ASOS coat here tonight. Um, Are there any other sort of brands you'd like to see or just looks that maybe she should even repeat or recycle the way Kate does? Yeah, I mean, she'll, she's going to have to recycle more. I mean, she spent, she's blown through all this money in her first seven months. She's going to have to recycle some of that stuff over the next few years. Um, I think just do what Kate did, especially when Kate, was first married and when she was the, you know, Prince William's girlfriend is just wear mass market stuff, British mass market that just start mixing and matching low to high end. Like Michelle Obama did a lot when she was first lady do that. I think that mm-hmm. would be, that would put Megan way ahead is if she started wearing more British mass market stuff. 
Okay, that makes sense. And then another story we wanted to ask you about was from the 2nd of January, where Celeb Bitchy wrote about um, that article that um, Megan, quote-unquote, banned Prince Harry from drinking alcohol, coffee, and tea. And, I mean, we read that, and we were kind of like, that sounds a bit much, and we really enjoyed your take on it. So can you tell our listeners what your take on that whole story was? Well, I think it's probably possible and quite common for husbands to abstain from alcohol when their wives are pregnant. You know, it's that's quite common, at least from where I'm sitting. I think coffee, well, I don't even know that Harry drinks coffee that much. And tea, I don't think you could even pry tea away from most British people. So I didn't believe that. <laughs> I, I think Harry probably still drinks tea. But alcohol, yeah, probably not. And I think he's uh, he's been living a lot cleaner and not partying as much ever since he and Megan got serious. You know, he's lost weight. He's He just looks better, healthier. He seems a lot happier and more centered. And I think that's Megan's influence. Yeah. And plus, he just wanted to get his shit together yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's the thing and i uh, that's why i loved your article because so much of it is just the fact that he's in his you know early to mid 30s now like he just grew up like i think it's so annoying that people are bla- i mean it's not a thing to blame if anyone if anything people should credit her for it yeah like, if she's the cause of this positive change in his life like he's no longer in a las vegas pool taking shots you know, or like playing strip poker, like he's growing up and he's drinking less. And if that's Megan's influence and great, or he just, he's happy now. So he doesn't need to go to Vegas and like, you know, take shots. I don't know. It's just, it's such a bizarre way to frame it. It should be a happy thing. He looks really good. He, his eyes are always so happy and lit up, you mm-hmm. know, these and, are good things. Mm-hmm, and even exactly. for me, like when I read an article with a celebrity telling me about what uh, whatever healthy thing they do, I'm immediately like, I'm going to do that. Of course, I never do. But I'm like <laughs> easily influenced. So I can only imagine if you're married to someone who lives such a healthy life that you would want to feel that same like yeah. energy and health. And so I think it makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a positive thing. Also, you mentioned in your piece that twice uh, the idea of Harry doing yoga with her, which like I should have made that connection. But I just am so happy by the idea of Prince Harry doing like tree pose with his hands up in the air. (laughs) So I thank you for bringing that into my life. Like just the idea of them both doing like upward facing dog in their new yoga studio in their cottage makes me very happy. (laughs) So it's positive. Yeah, I think. I think that unlike William and Kate, like Harry is very open to being influenced by Megan. He he likes taking care of someone and he likes being taken care of. I think that's why they're a very good couple. Uh, William and Kate just have a completely different dynamic. I can't imagine William, you know, going to postnatal uh yoga with Kate but I can totally see Harry doing that oh that's a great image too <laughs> I love that I love that like him putting the little yoga blocks under her hips and everything this yeah. is fantastic exactly and then another article that we saw today on the 8th was 
Um, your post about rumors that maybe Kate Middleton stylist Natasha Archer was leaving. And I didn't even know that those rumors were around. But you explained that um, Natasha Archer was given an honor. And some some people were like, oh, that means she's going to leave. But you're like, no, she's just on maternity leave like a person. Yeah. The British papers had that story like right around Christmas. It was a very weird connection. Like, I didn't even know that Natasha Archer had had was pregnant or had given birth, but they made uh, I think it was the Daily Mail. They made this huge leap of, well, she got this honor, and that usually means that she's that uh, someone is leaving when they get this honor. And I'm like, well, really, you know, if she's just on maternity leave, I don't know. It didn't make that much sense to me. But then People Magazine ran that whole. A uh, story about how no, she was just on maternity leave and she's committed to staying with Kate. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you never hear any bad blood about Natasha Archer. Or I mean, they're the golden couple, she and Chris Jackson. So the idea that there would be like any negativity there. Plus, she is. It is the UK, so I think she'll probably get to take like a six month maternity leave, and that would be totally acceptable and fine. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Being, uh, well, it sounds, sounds nice with good healthcare. <laughs> yeah, sounds nice. Oh, and we should just say that the honor that she got was the Royal Victorian Order, which, yeah. um, according exactly. to the People article that you quoted, it was established by Queen Victoria to honor distinguished service to the monarch, members of the royal family, or representative of the monarch. Oh, and another thing that you pointed out is that she's worked for the royal family for years and had like multiple positions. I always thought she just worked with Kate, so I didn't realize that either. Yeah, me too. I I only learned that when I was doing research for that article. I didn't know that she'd worked for other people besides Kate. Hmm. Maybe she worked her way up to getting to hang out with Kate Middleton all the time and pick out her outfits. (laughs) A Uh, good life. (laughs) A good life. (laughs) I I bet it was that uh, Natasha was probably assigned as some sort of like assistant dresser or you know, someone in communication, some other position, and Kate made her the stylist okay. after she'd worked for Kate for a little bit. Okay. I bet that's what happened. Because that's what happened with Rebecca Deacon as well. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I miss Rebecca sense. Deacon. Used to see her in photos with Kate everywhere. That was the assistant, right? Or private secretary. Was that her role? Yeah. I think she when she left, she was private secretary. Okay. And she had I also think that worked kind her way of- up overlaps as like assistant secretary publicist like right hand person exactly it's like doing everything chief of staff kind of thing <laughs> yeah i feel like it's chief of staff i feel like yeah. that's the most it's a big it's a big job well what you know we're looking ahead at 2019 this week and all month and what are there certain events you're looking forward to what can we and our listeners look forward to because it's getting it's a dreary time and i need something to look forward to yes <laughs> Well, I think it's going to be huge when Megan gives birth. Yeah. I really do. I think it's going to shake up a lot of the royal family. And uh, I think after that, Kate's going to want another baby. I yeah. Really? really? I, I feel like I have seen that. You know, of course, Queen Elizabeth has four and maybe Kate will have four, too. She t- Yeah, everyone said Kate wants to mimic her mother, Carol, and have three kids. But I think Kate will end up wanting to mimic the queen and have four. Interesting. I really do. 
Well, I welcome all the royal babies, so that's completely fine by me since they're <laughs> definitely waiting to hear my response to that <laughs> issue. Um, I love that. Thank you so much, Chandra, for your time. This has been really fun. We encourage all listeners to check out your takes on celebbitchy.com. And again, such a wonderful resource. And you guys are always, you and your team are so quick and on top of every celeb story. And we love reading your takes. Um, and we Oh, thank you so much. Of course. We've loved having you here. Um, are there any other um, like social media shout outs or places where listeners can follow you and your team? Uh, you can follow me at uh, Kaiser at CB. Okay. And just check in with Celebrity every day. Okay, perfect. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for being here. All right. Thank you. Thanks again to Chandra. It was so fun to have her here. And now, shall we do some highs and lows? Yes. And start with the lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. Okay. So my low might turn into a high you have to like talk me through it a little bit so I saw this headline um, and it bothered me right away because it just certain things just sound bitchy to me and so I'm like ugh it's gonna be more negative Megan stuff so I saw this headline that Megan Markle reportedly threw a Sayonara Zara party when she first became rich so like maybe when she signed with suit like the timeline isn't completely clear but like when she started making it in Hollywood maybe when she booked suits that she had a party for her friends saying Sayonara to Zara and all like her cheap clothes or her mass market clothes basically like I'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff and everybody can come over so in some ways that seems kind of like a condescending thing to do to your friends and so I don't really buy it like who came out with this like I don't trust whatever like old friend or whoever came out with this story like 10 years after the fact because she was acting for a long time Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time that means there are people walking around with Meghan Markle's cast off like Zara blouses so that's fun that is fun maybe that's what I could buy on Poshmark or whatever like they're real real you know (laughs) like those are the kind those things are floating around and also I do I've taken my friends cast off clothes all the time oh yeah me too I'm very poor (laughs) so like I wouldn't mind if my friend did that for me it's all in the framing like it wouldn't be like I'm rich so now I don't have to shop at the Gap anymore take my old stretched out you know, like thermal tops or whatever, but I don't know. So low that this story is even out there. Hi, free Meghan Markle clothes exist in the universe. (laughs) Maybe. I would have loved to go over her apartment and take her old stuff. I would not fit into it, but I like that idea. Yeah. Anyway, I fit into it either. How about you? So my low, oh man, I didn't even think about my low. It's just been too good of a week. Yeah. Well, my low is going to be that I have a cold. (laughs) I <laughs> I think you sound pretty good. Well, it's all the Sudafed. Uh, well, and then gotta love that. Half of this beer that I've drank. That'll do it. So, um, but then my high is actually like looking forward. We have two great events coming up next week, where Megan and Harry are going to be out on Monday, going to um, visit with uh, groups that empower the local community, including a women's group. And then Kate is going to be out visiting a community garden. So beautiful. How beautiful. The birthday girl is going to go get some flowers. Yeah. So we have two events next week and that's so wonderful. And that's on top of like all these things we got to look forward to this year, like the birth of Princess Lisa. (laughs) Lady Lisa of Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so many exciting things coming up in our Royal 2019. So 
I love it. That's a high. Okay, perfect. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here is a real review from, let's see. How about Jenna1908? Yes. She writes... If you love the royal family, this is a podcast for you. Positive fun and inside details on the most fabulous royal family in Europe, dare I say the world. The coverage I've been looking for on HRH, the Duchess Sussex. That is to say, recognize the fabulousness of the former Ms. Markle. Indeed we do. Indeed oh, so we do. they recognize. We do. We do. Um, you guys can also leave a review, as we've mentioned. We appreciate that very much. Yes. You can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Where can people follow you, Lisa? I'm Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my writing at The Cut. And you can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, on Twitter and Instagram, and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And until next week. God save the pod. And happy birthday to everyone we know. (laughs) Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.